The Ziggler Show. Timeless inspiration from Zig Ziggler that's influenced over 250 million people worldwide. Inspiring true performance in your work and life today. Welcome to episode 324 of The Ziggler Show. I'm your proud host, Kevin Miller. My quote for you today comes from today's special guest. Here it is. You'll never succeed with people who devalue you. Let me say that again. You'll never succeed with people who devalue you. We're going to lead off the show by challenging and deconstructing that quote because our title for today's show is knowing when to stick it out or move on elsewhere. Today, we're bringing you a star student, purveyor, and champion of the Ziegler message, Bob Bodine. Bob is the author of The Power of Who. Now, I can tell you it's a great book, but a better testimonial is anytime I ask Tom Ziegler to recommend an incredibly powerful book, aside from a Ziegler book, of course, this is the first one he cites. I mean, that's endorsement enough for you to listen in closely to today's show. So recently, uh, I asked our audience to fill out a quick survey at podsurvey.com forward slash Ziegler. So we'd better know our growing listeners. Here's one thing we found out. We have a good number of men who like quality, but aren't frivolous. So today we bring you something you'll love and something Tom Ziegler and I endorse because we're users. It's Harry's Razors. Their basic kit is the Truman set. An entire month's worth of incredible shaving is only 15 bucks. And if you go to harrys.com, H-A-R-R-Y-S.com and put Ziggler in the coupon code, it's only $10. Tom will tell you more in just a bit. And okay, folks, if you listen in to your favorite shows, podcasts on your mobile device, there's a great chance you do so through Stitcher. The Ziggler Show has been noticeably absent from Stitcher, and this was brought to my attention by my mom. Yep, uh, my dad, Dan Miller, best-selling author of 48 Days to the Work You Love, is an avid podcast listener. He honors me by listening to The Ziggler Show, and he told my mom how the show is growing by leaps and bounds, and of course, he bragged on me. So my dear mom went to find the show and had a hard time as she uses Stitcher. And we weren't on there. So she called me and let me know. So I finally submitted the show and we went live yesterday. Folks, we're privileged to have on average 13,000 to 19,000 downloads per day of The Ziggler Show. That's walking in high cotton, as my great friend and renowned bronze sculptor Scott Stearman would say. But yesterday we had 60,000 downloads. As of this recording, at a midday today, we're just shy of 90,000 downloads today. That's rock star status, and we're incredibly grateful. So thank you all. And again, if you like using Stitcher, we have gone fully mobile just for you. Well, now let's get to business. As I said, we have Bob Bodine in the studio with us today, as well as the kingpin of the Z franchise and legacy, Tom Ziegler. Tom, you have a lot of history with Bob, and you get to introduce him to our audience. Kevin, I tell you what, this is an awesome pleasure for me. Bobby B., who I call him, is a great friend of mine. He's a Who friend. I tell you, I met him a few years ago. I read his book, The Power of Who. It just changed my relationships with my friends. 
gotten to know Bob since then. For those of you who don't know him, Sports Illustrated calls him the top front office matchmaker in sports. I've had a chance to hang out with him. I've seen him inspire audiences. In fact, Kevin, whenever we have a Ziegler Legacy certification class, Bob comes in. He's one of our kind of surprise guests. And everybody in that room is laughing or crying or, or hugging before we're done. So, Bob, man, so glad to have you on the Ziegler Show. I'm just glad that you're with us today. Well, folks, if that doesn't have you primed and ready to hear what Bob has to say, then you might want to grab your car keys, make sure you're touching metal, and briefly insert them into the nearest electrical outlet. I don't need it. I'm ready to go. So we're going to start with a brief three-and-a-half-minute video from Bob recorded not even three months ago. Uh, but it contains enough weight that we'll be doing good to adequately, adequately address it in our allotted time. So here I bring you Bob Bodine. This month, we're talking obstacles. And there's one we all hate, rejection. You know, I'm sure you've had a similar situation. You're doing something great. You're making a contribution. You're feeling pretty good about yourself when, bam, all of a sudden, someone calls you down. They not only don't appreciate you, they reprimand you. It's just about then you start to figure out that life isn't often fair. Back in high school, I'll never forget. Two minutes to go in the basketball game, the coach says, Bodine, I guess you can go in. I'm thinking, finally, maybe I could show the coach I could do something, get more time. I'm going to the scorer's table. I look up, there's my dad who's always comes to my games, never gets to see me play, kind of gives me a fist punch. I look up and I look up at him and I wave and the coach sees that and he says, you horses rear, get your head in the game. I'm thinking, you know, great, thanks coach. They inbound the pass to me. I'm left open at the top of the key. I let it rip. Whew. Swish, oh my gosh. And in the next minute and a half, magic occurs. For some reason, everything goes my way. Everything's open. I make 10 points, more than I have done in the entire year. All of a sudden, the coach calls timeout. The crowd's going crazy. And the coach looks at me and goes, you hog. Get off the court. First team in. I'm stunned. I'm embarrassed. I go sit down. I'm thinking to myself, oh my gosh, I want to quit. I want to run away. I don't ever want to play again. Have you ever felt that? Today, I've got three tips today on rejection that I want to actually plant in your heart that I think will be really, really helpful. One is, is this, there are going to be some times in your life, which I call clues, when someone puts you down. They don't let you perform your best. They try to kill your spirit. These are hog callers. Not maybe, just maybe, I want to tell you, you should recognize that you're maybe on the wrong team. You're hanging with the wrong crowd. You're maybe at the wrong company. I don't care what you do there. They're never going to let you win. Why? Because they don't want to. You're not part of them. They're not part of you. It's the wrong who. Understand that. Recognize it. Number two, listen, this whole concept of rejection, it's a severe teacher. And we're all going to have some time in this classroom. And so what I want to tell you is that sometimes rejection is actually more instructive than favor. Why? Because it reminds you, it forces you to understand who you are and who you're not. It, it reminds you that you're not supposed to be at that place. You're supposed to be somewhere else. Number three, I don't know. I'll never forget those words. You hog. So instead of that actually hurting me today, it inspires me. It still does. Why? Because I understand this concept now that success is geographical. What does that mean? Go where you're celebrated. 
not where you're tolerated. Be with your who. And I want to tell you today that there is a stream just for you. There is your group there. Go find them. Go again, right? Go where you're celebrated, not where you're tolerated. All right. Now, Bob, thank you so much for being with us today. I'm truly, truly honored, but even more, I'm excited to bring your unique brand of the Ziegler message to everyone. Uh, I started the show off with your quote, you'll never succeed with people who devalue you. I mean, I consider myself to be a common guy and I know many common people will hear that quote and think of either themselves or someone they know who was abused, degraded, downtrodden, who rose up and made something of themselves, which is remarkable, valiant and flat out, you know, miraculous and inspirational. And at first I was prone to thinking that you would congratulate them, but say, hey, with the right people uh, encouraging and supporting you and around you, you would have experienced even more success. But then I, I pondered a little deeper and thought, maybe that's missing the truth, that some people take that harsh negative feedback, they pull themselves up, but the reality is to truly succeed they do finally end up find, getting that group of supportive, positive people. And it made me even think of gangs, you know, I mean, amongst the harshness, they pull themselves together for that necessary positive support. So, I mean, Bob, can anyone, again, going back to what you said, truly succeed without ultimately finding that necessary support and value from others? So the answer to that is no. I mean, we, you and I were created for a relationship, first with God, and then with our friends, he gave us. These are, I call them gifts in life, specific people he's given into your life to help you in ways you never imagine. And so we are all created one cup short of greatness. With you, with Tommy Z, I can do something fantastic. It's a team effort, and that's how God created it. That's how life works. And when we get in rhythm with that, things start to fantastically happen. Well, right off the bat in your video, uh, which was so concise and profound, you said life isn't often fair, uh, which, of course, everybody knows. I mean, that's like saying sometimes it rains. But as uh, my dear friend and recording artist Ronnie Freeman so poetically said in a song I love called If You Believe, he said, if you believe it's going to rain today, where's your umbrella? Are you going to roll the windows up? I mean, life is and will be unfair. We know that. But the real problem, and I think what you're addressing, is uh, things arise, the problems arise when we don't adequately prepare for it. But then I thought, well, gosh, preparing doesn't mean being pessimistic and negative and critical and downtrodden. So I'll put the question to you, Bob. When you know life isn't fair, how do you positively and healthfully prepare to weather and overcome it? So, Kevin, my favorite quote is by a guy named G.K. Chesterton, and he said that the one thing in life that gives radiance above other things is that there's something great just around the corner. Now, it can't go any further when you have Tom Ziegler on the, on, on this, on this, you know, in the studio here, and, and when you start to talk about his dad, his dad had this amazing ability to take a good thought – some great quote of someone and then make it profound by just adding something extra. And that's really what we're talking about is something extra. How do you overcome it? How do you do something a little bit better? And so Zig would have said the one thing in life that gives radiance above other things is that there's something great just around the corner. And he would have added, are you looking for it? 
you got to have vision. And so today, vision starts where? Well, you know, I'm writing a, I'm writing a new book, and it's going to be fantastic, and it's called Two Chairs. And you've got to start your day and dedicate a place in your house for you and God to talk. Mm-hmm. It's not about someday or Sunday. It's, it's that God wants to talk now, and he's got a battle plan for you, and you've got to take the time out because he misses it. And he's called the meeting, and we've got to get there for him. Hey Bob, this this is Tom. You know, it just reminded me we we can all uh, look at the situation and realize that we can prepare. I remember when I read your book, The Power of Who, and what you encouraged us to do was to seek out our twelve closest friends, send them the book, and I did that. I I, I wrote an inscription on the front of this book and I sent it to them just as a special gift. And it changed my relationship with all of them. It took it to the next level. And so we know that life is unfair. We know that things happen. But like you said, and like we know for a fact, when we have friends that we can journey through life with together, who we've reached out and declared our friendship with them, it changes everything. So I just wanted to say, you know, when when you know that life is unfair and you want to prepare for that, what are the things that you can do? What stronger thing can you do other than have a friend by your side? Man, you know, I, yeah, that's so good. I don't know if there's anything better than to have a friend by your side, someone who who can kind of, you know, take you from this dark path and intercept you and help you. You know, if it, I love the quote that people say is that if who you are is what you have, and what you have can be taken from you, then who are you? Well, so many people like are caught up in this all the time in their position and their title and how, what other people are thinking about them. So I'm always trying to say is, look, you've got to know who you are. You've got to spend time at the two chairs to understand that you're, 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 you're made of royalty. You're a daughter of the king. You're fantastic. God made you as unique. You're a one of a kind. You do one thing better than anyone in the whole world. And the whole world's got to get that out if you're not actually doing that. And so you've got to know you have your own destiny you got to know who you are this is just this is a this is just vintage if we if we could have this is vintage you know zig ziglar tom ziglar man that okay what you said about you know life is unfair what's around the corner uh, tom that reminded me of last week's show uh it was show 323 and that was was uh, what it was about was hope hope so folks i hope you're hearing the uh the, the repetition of that message from Bob. So uh, going back to your video. So in the story you tell of basketball, playing basketball in your youth where you uh, are unfairly and wrongly criticized by your coach. I mean, there are so many people today who have stories just like that and it crushed them. Uh, they are now in survival mode. Uh, today as a result of such wounds. So, Bob, you know, I'm, I'm sure now you, you got me excited, of course, but I'm sure you don't have a cape. Uh, you put your pants on just like we do. But why did that unfortunate event not overcome you? You know, I think it's so important that you create a, a support system in your life. Um, you know, you were first given a, a, an opportunity to to understand that we have someone uh, that we can go to, and I was not overcome because I could go and have a conversation with God, which would be fantastic to remind me who I am. But I also had had gone out and 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 really turned and humbled myself that I would actually have people in my life who could speak into my life. 
And that's where I try to remind people that, you know, that there are people that you've been given who want to help you, that actually want to, to be there for you, and you have to give them permission to help you. And so I had that with my dad. I have that. And so I had that with my best friends. And so I put a kind of support group, which I talk about in The Power of Who so much about, is a personal board of directors, seven people that you could have in your life, a mom or a dad, you know, a best friend. Uh, you could have your mate. You could have all of a sudden then some technical advisors that would come in and would help you change the course and remind you to turn off this little self-talk mechanism that so defeats us all the time that's tormenting us. But there's so many great things, and one of the things is you've got to turn to your who. You've got to turn to friends. So, okay, you're, you just brought up, yeah, personal board of directors. Um, I love that perspective. We recently did a campaign uh, allowing people to get Zig self-talk cards, and they are going through a series uh, you know, of, of time with me, and then we're going to talk about their experience. It makes me think of back to Zig's wall of gratitude, your personal board of directors, his wall of gratitude. That would be a significant uh, exercise for us to go through as a group. Tom, that may be an upcoming show here where we present that, talk about that more. Reference this. So Bob's saying a personal board of directors that he put together seven people. Zig's got his wall of gratitude. And we talk about that, uh, reference it and say, gosh, wouldn't that be great? I think we need to do it. So uh, there's, there's a little, little seeds for an upcoming show that I think would be significant. Though, Bob, I do want to pull something out uh, off the cuff of what you said there because you talked about in the video that your dad, you waved to him in the stands and got griped at by your coach. Is that something that you were able to discuss, that incident of, of the bad, you know, unfortunate feedback from your coach that you were able to talk about even with your dad right afterwards and somewhat uh, deal with that pain right off the, right off the bat? You know, everybody has experienced this. It's, it's, it's at a sporting event. You spoke up at a meeting. There are times when all of a sudden you're with your, you know, with a large group of peers and someone calls you down out of nowhere. And of course, we need a friend, right? You know, someone who's giving us, who simply just loves us for, you know, because of who we are. They want us to, to put their arm around us and, and tell us that, you know, don't let that bother you. You have to talk these things through with people. You need to allow someone to remind you who you are, whose you are, and the path you're called. And there are always going to be people who I call the hog callers, the dream stealers. And if you let someone design your life for you, speak into your life and do it, they're always, you know, they're always going to design that too small, so don't let them do that. You know, you know. Uh, this reminds me of a quote that Dad had. He had another another a quote that he called out the hog collars on. I remember I had a very uh, tough week at the office one time, and this was early in my career. And I went home to Dad, and I said, "Dad, you know, I've been treated unfairly." I explained the situation. He agreed, and he told me this. He said, "Son, the only taste of success some people have is when they take a bite out of you," and that just. That smile that so good. That just made me feel good because you know, you know I know that that we get criticized unfairly, and we got to remember it's really probably not us at all. It's that person who's taken the bite that's got the problem. It's so good, Tom, and we have to remember that 
for our kids to remind them of tough stories. One of the things I put in these stories was so that generations, my grandkids, my kids, everyone around them can understand that we all face this aspect of trouble. We all face times when this happens, and it's so fantastic to have a dad a mom, an uncle, a grandma, someone who puts their arm around you and say, I understand, and uh, don't let this don't let this bug you. Well, it just uh, makes you I – mean, what a call-out, again, to nurturing those relationships. If you don't have that, to be that for somebody else, which we're going to get into in just a moment. But a quick call-out to the guys listening and the women who have a significant uh, other who isn't growing a Gandalf-type beard. Uh, Though in truth, I'm married to a gorgeous woman. I have three daughters. So shaving does go beyond guys. Okay. I can hear my daughters calling me uh, sexist with that right now if I don't pull that out. So if you shave your face, your pits, your legs, Tom, you may not shave all those, but uh, what you do shave, give us some testimony here. Well, Kevin, about about three weeks ago, I got my Harry's razor through the mail and it was unbelievable. I tell you, the first thing I noticed is the packaging. It was like opening up the ultimate Christmas gift. I mean, they had it in a nice box. I pull it out. I got the Winston set, by the way. And it had something interesting in there. It had shave cream. Now, I'm used to the kind of the foamy stuff and all that, but this was more like a lotion. And then the box had instructions on how to shave. And you know what? I'd never really been taught how to shave. I'd watch my dad shave and I'd watch people on TV shave, but nobody had shown me how. And this had very clear, simple to follow instructions. And then I put the shave cream on, and, I, and it said, rub it in and let it sit for a minute. And oh my gosh, what followed that right afterwards was perhaps the smoothest shave I've ever had. I've been doing this now for over two weeks. My face feels better and smoother than it ever has. But here's the thing that I wanted to point out, uh, is that I was reading the bottle, or the, the shave cream thing, and I was reading the back of it because I was interested in what it said. And here's what it says, uh, Warm water, wet face, apply cream, circular motion, caution, don't put it in your eyes. <laughs> Rinse if you do, please don't eat it. Now, how awesome is that, that there's, there's personality and a sense of humor? I mean, the two gentlemen who founded this, I mean, they're entrepreneurs. They actually have a barber shop in New York, and the next time I'm there, I'm going to make it a point to go visit. But here's what I would say. If you're looking to... Save money, put more money in your pocket. You need to check these guys out. It's been a huge thing for me. Just go to harrys.com, and Harry's will give you $5 off when you type in the, the code Ziggler, Z-I-G-L-A-R. You're going to get $5 off. You can start shaving for under $15. They're going to send you an amazing kit. I know, you know maybe you can ask for the shave cream when you go there. I just love that. Put it all together. What an incredible value. Once again, that's at harrys.com. Enter the code Ziggler. That'll save you $5 and start shaving smarter and putting more money in your pocket today. Well, I was going to give my testimony too, but just on your last note there, shaving smarter, darn my attention to detail. I haven't been waiting the minute. So I, what was going to be a good testimonial maybe could be great. So I'll save mine for later. I didn't follow the instructions. Uh, all right. Well, hey, I also want to make a call out to anyone who's worked in a corporate environment and knows how painful communication can be. Have you ever tried an intranet? The content's usually stale, the interface is ugly, and you can't access it on your phone, which is where we all live more and more these days. Uh, And you ditch the fancy tech and end up using group text and emails is what I do. So Igloo is an intranet you'll actually like because it's designed for the user 
not just a techie, which is me. I dig efficiency, but I am not a techie person. Uh, Igloo gives you the flexibility to get your work done uh, how you want, where you want, and on whatever device you want. It's built with an easy-to-use app like file sharing, calendar, social news feeds, task management. Everything can be social with comments and like buttons, and anyone can add content based on their permissions with drag-and-drop widgets and WYSIWYG editor. Uh, Igloo makes use of responsible web design, so it looks fantastic on all your devices. So you can go sign up now at igloosoftware.com slash Ziggler for a free trial and get started today. You can invite up to 10 of your favorite coworkers. Again, that's Igloo, I-G-L-O-O, software.com slash Ziggler. All right, so Bob, in your tip number one in the video, you said when you get rejected and put down and minimized, you may be on the wrong team, in the wrong crowd, at the wrong company. And that's really where I pulled the gist out of this overall message. So as a guy of faith, I love but am often duly frustrated with some of my Christian brethren. In a bad workplace environment or circumstance, they are often some of the most prone human beings to, instead of putting on the mantle of hope, as we've been talking about, they'll put on the mantle of crap. And just plow forward with a perspective that, hey, God's, you know, building my character and I'm providing for my family. And they go forth in misery, maybe providing a paycheck, but otherwise providing nothing but the despair they feel inside uh, other than that paycheck. And you can't hide that. So, Bob, how can you – this is a big question, I think, for folks. How can you help folks know when to persevere and fish or when to cut bait? So – you know, I have a, this is a particular expertise to talk about this because, you know, my dad started the executive search industry back in 1967 out of McKinsey, and I've been doing search now for 35 years, and, and people come to me. I get 52,000 resumes a year that people send to me, dear sir, to whom it may concern, dear recruiter. They're like bothered, and of course, dear recruiter, that's an oxymoron, right? And so I believe that the subject of persevere or cut bait comes down to clues that people get in their lives two major clues that you should be thinking about when you're in that spot. And the first one is, is are you being celebrated or being tolerated? How does, how do you fit in this organization? But you got to go to question either the clue number two is, is this job that you're doing moving you in the direction of your dream? Because if it's moving you in the direction of your dream, everyone knows that when you start out in a job or you're doing some type of job, it can be a grind. It can be not easy. There might be long hours. You might have to put up with a lot of stuff because you're learning so much stuff. And so sometimes people cut bait too quick because especially when they're learning and they haven't paid a price, they're wanting to move from, you know, all of a sudden private to general in in a short period of time. And, And sometimes just the hard work of what we do when we look back in our lives is, you know, I always remember that Bill Gates said that the greatest day of his life was when he started his, his company in his garage and fought through it with his, with his, with his 12 buddies in the garage. I mean, dang, when you think about that, he's worth, I don't know, some $80 billion and that's his best day. Uh, but sometimes in this process is, are you being celebrated, tolerated, but that's good, but are you moving in the direction of your dream? If you are, well, you got to persevere. Okay, we're going to come back to that celebration aspect in just a second, too, because I think that's a big issue there. But you, you next said in the video, you said, rejection can be a reminder 
of who you are and who you are not. And it, it reminds you, you are not supposed to be at that place. You're supposed to be somewhere else. So again, I, I hear you. Um, but as you know, so many people hear uh, the rejection and their first go-to is, I've got to change or endure, back to where we were just a minute ago. And I feel like what you're talking about here requires some confidence in and knowledge of yourself, who you are and who you aren't, so that you're not swayed by that. Uh, then when you're in a dark place and you where you are is not recognized, you don't need to vilify yourself and believe the lies. You need to move on to where you fit and are valued. Yet, uh, Bob, you know, if you get some feedback, if somebody gets the same negative feedback from place to place, then what? I'll, I'll let you address that. So that's such a good question, and it always reminds me of the old story. So a man drives up to the gas station. He goes into a new town, and he's asked the attendant. He says, hey, look, at, I'm thinking of moving here. Is this a good town to live? Of course, the attendant responds and says, hey, can I ask you first a question back? He says, sure. He says, what's the town like where you live? He, and so the guy says, hey, there are a bunch of backstabbing nitwits. And he says, well, we have those here too. <laughs> you know, at this point, in a, in, a, in, a, in a subject like this, I like to remind people, oh, you need to reassess your influences. Um, you know, I can change your life, okay, by three simple things. What you're reading what you're listening to and who your friends are. And if, and if you're a pain in your current group, then you're going to bring that pain and you need to change some things. You know, you need to start filling up. That's why, you know, to Zig's old stuff and, 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 and put it in. Why? Because out of the abundance, God said, of your heart, your mouth speaks. It can't be filled up over here over and over. But today, you know, we have some 67% of kids over the age of 23 who are never going to read another book cover to cover. And that's such a ridiculous mistake. So if you're in a car or if you're in something, I need you to start reading. I need you to start listening. I need you to start, you know, you know doing this. And, and, of course, who you associate with is going to change that aspect of really, you know, hey, that feedback that you're getting of people. If the same people are talking to you about it, you know about who you are you need that you need to associate with some better people so it sounds like you're saying to to some degree this message so if you took this message in, in essence we've got one more point to cover but if you took this a lot of it hinges on somewhat it even assumes that you are in a mode of pursuit of personal growth and transformation yes yes at a constant basis, you know, the whole goal in life is, is, to, is to kind of stop and say, how can I make myself more and more as God wanted me to be? How do I fill myself up? How do I read fantastic things and, and listen to things that are pure and lovely and a good report and things that are, I can actually be this fantastic people in my community because I'm there to encourage and to lift them up. You know, I love this, this statement that, that, you know, uh, Mr. Rogers once said, if you only knew how important you are to the people you meet, to people you haven't even yet dreamed of meeting, that you leave something, something special with at every meeting, at every time you say hello to someone, you leave something. What is that? It's a gift. You leave something of yourself. Will you bring it today? Will you bring that? Uh, t thank you. Uh, Bob, you, 
you mentioned this a second ago. You ended the video with the statement, but you talked about it a minute ago. So I want to hit on that uh, here. You said, go again where you're celebrated, not where you're tolerated. And that feels so weighty. Uh, and I can hear many people thinking, you know, I, I'm not celebrated anywhere. I mean, we know we're in a culture today that's so you know connected in quotes, but we're more isolated than ever, and we don't have a culture of encouragement by far and large. Which I, I honestly think is is why people are flocking to the Ziegler message in droves on Facebook and this show, and they're growing by tens of thousands. And you know, you talked about putting a video out just recently yourself, uh, just in in days time, it hit a hundred thousand views. People are so hungry for that encouragement and they're not, so they don't have a place to go and be celebrated to which I'd hear Zig say, start first by celebrating others, which you alluded to at the beginning of our message here of our show. And Bob, that takes us outside of focusing on ourselves, which is just not easy. And in truth, it's unnatural. Our our nature is self-interested. So what are some common everyday habits that can help us celebrate others, which in turn nurtures the opportunity for us to be celebrated? Yeah, it's, it's uh, again, fantastic question. The reason it's a fantastic one is that the difference between successful people and everybody else are these good questions that they're asking in life. So let me tell you a story. So on, we, in, in our firm at Eastman and Bodine, what we do is we do a thing called Who Friday. Who Friday is that at, at, at 1 o'clock, the firm shuts down, and everyone in the firm, all executive search stops, and we call our friends to say, how can I help you? Would you be surprised, Kevin? Like, are you going to be surprised that, that Friday's become our biggest day of business? I mean, it's just crazy because all we do is go out never seeking it, only trying to encourage and to lift others. Let me tell you a story. So I call out to a friend of mine, and, and I said, hey, Bob, he's a longtime client. I said, Bob, how are you doing? He said, fantastic. And I said, how's Mary? And he goes, well, she's okay. And I go, wow, what's the matter? You know, most people aren't listening to sometimes the question. You've got to hear when your friends are talking about something because they're sending you clues. And so I said, hey, what's the matter? And he goes, well, you know, Bob, my son's a paraplegic, and he's now close to 24. And my wife, Mary's starting to think Larry's, you know, not got a lot of days left, and she's missing moments. And I said, so tell me about Larry. What, is, what does he like to do? Well, you know, he, he loves NASCAR and and he loves Dale and our junior and I go wow fantastic a lot of people like really like him and he goes and I said so what does he do well he sees this kind of wheelchair as a NASCAR I said that's so cool I said do you go to the race he said well we got one coming up in three weeks and he said I'm taking him and I sit up in the you know in the handicap area here and he said I said does Mary go and he goes no I you know she doesn't go it's just been us it's just been the guy thing and I said have you ever been down to the pit and he goes Oh, I don't know, Bob. Uh, can you go down with a with a wheelchair? I don't know. And I said, Hey, I'll call you right back. So I got a friend who's you know really good friends with Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s agent. I got some who, and so I call him and I say, Hey, so Timmy, hey, can what do you think about Dale? Well, you think he would do something special for for Larry and Mary? And he kind of just said, Well, you know, yeah, but, you know, and, and sometimes you catch people at the wrong moments. And they're not just like totally getting excited. So he said, yeah, but, you know, I hope so. And so I said, listen, that didn't sound really exciting. I said, I'm really good friends with Jimmy Johnson's agent. 
And I said, you know, and so I had to have a little who leverage. And so immediately he goes, no, I think we could do something great. And so fantastic. So all of a sudden they bring Larry and Mary come down to the pit. And out of nowhere comes Dale Earnhardt Jr. with his camera. He has a Polaroid camera, Kevin, and bam, he takes a picture. And all of a sudden, he pulls it out, throws it over to his other buddy, he whips it, he takes him and rolls him over to his car. I think Larry's coming unglued. Mary's so excited. She's got tears in her eyes. She's so pumped. He's like whipping this picture, and he's looking at Larry. He goes, it's not the greatest car in the world. Larry's going, wah! And he shows him this picture, and he, he says, Larry, look at this. is your picture. And he says, he puts it in his visor, and he goes, you and me, we're driving together today. Hmm. And he puts headphones on Mary. And on Larry, and he says, now listen, we're part of the Dale Earnhardt Jr. team now. When we go around the track, he says, when I'm just about ready to take somebody, I'm going to yell out, Larry, I'm taking him now. You'll know it. And all of a sudden, he takes his jacket off, and he puts it around him, and he signs it to him. He takes another jacket out of his car, and he puts it around Mary, and he says, let's go get all the other drivers to sign your jacket. I want to show them the Dale Earnhardt Jr. team. He said, the first person I'd like to go to is, is Jimmy Johnson. <laughs> and so, they, you know, he laughs and he says, hey, Jimmy. He goes, hey, Dale. He says, we're going to kick your you-know-what today. And he goes, what are you talking about? He says, I got Larry on my team. And he comes over and he goes, what were you thinking, Larry? Now, listen, I get a call from Mary, and she's crying on the phone. And she goes, Bob, what did you do? And I said, did something go wrong? And she goes, oh, my gosh. I have a moment now with my son. We're part of the, the Dale and our junior team and she's just over overwhelmed and and filled with such gratitude so tommy z you know kevin listen i made one call one call on on and celebrating a person like larry and mary and and my buddy bob and and so today i i, I tell everyone that you and i we hold the keys we hold the keys to our friends and, and families, goals, and dreams, we hold them, and we can decide today how we're going to help people and take a moment. But today, everybody believes that time is their enemy, but I'm telling you that timing is your best friend. And any timing that you can take to help another person today, to encourage them to lifting, is going to be, is going to be magnified and it's going to be thrown back at you a hundredfold. And that's why we have to be around people where we're celebrated and not tolerated. That's, uh, I am, I'm right. I, I'm going to leave guys. I got some people to call. Um, <laughs> that is serious. Uh, that's some serious mojo. Uh, t- Bob, thank you uh, immensely. That right there. We, yeah, we got some. We got some more shows to do, don't, don't you think, Tom? Absolutely, Bobby B. What a pleasure to have you here. You've been a blessing to the Ziggler Show and our Ziggler audience, and and you channel Dad wherever you go. We've talked about it. I mean, you you make people's hearts jump and seeing, and that's what I love about you. I just want everybody to know they need to pick up that Power of Who book. And they need to find you on Facebook. You can just go to the Bob Bodine uh, fan page because you have videos there and links there that will bring them back to you. If you need, like Dad said, if you need a checkup from the neck up to get rid of Harden of the Attitudes, you know, Zig Ziglar is awesome. Bob Bodine is awesome. Make sure you go there. Bob, it's just been a joy to have you on, and we want to make sure that you're invited back sometime in the future to bless us again. Thanks so much, Bob. Thank you so much. Love you. 
Thanks for tuning in to The Ziggler Show. Sign up for new show alerts at ZieglerShow.com. You can have everything in life you want if you'll just help enough other people get what they want. 